Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We're going to talk to Craig Bowler Jack coming up here momentarily. He's a real pro, Gordon, a pro bowler, if you will. Nice. It's good that you can laugh at your own, your, yourself. <laughs> On my own what? Where were you going there? The the fact that you happen to misunderstand something that everybody else understood, or was it basically uh, uh, um, written down poorly so that I would misunderstand? <laughs> You're gonna blame Lloyd, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am gonna blame Lloyd, especially because in that we don't need to go down this road, but especially because I asked him. I said, "What does this have to? What does bowling have to do with football?" And he just ignored. It. He's like, "Whatever, play the clip." wasn't even listening. Well, I, I, he assumed, you know, uh, that you would get it. It was a compliment to you that ended up undeserved. Wow, what a spin. Wow, that was the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> that was like... That was awful. That 100, was 100 miles an hour towards good, and then 100 miles an hour, no breaks towards <laughs> and bad. By the way, 10 times meaner than when you said to him in the last segment. 10 times yeah. meaner. Yeah, that was... And, I mean, the transmission of this show just got shot. Seriously. Because we didn't even apply the breaks. Let's talk to Bowler. Let's you know, get out. I really like you. Not. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Let's get out of the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, they make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining us now, the uh, television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend Craig Bowler. Jack Bowler, what's happening? Guys, what's wrong with you three? <laughs> we're all we're all on edge, Gordon and or uh, Bowler, and Gordon continues to take personal shots. There's been a lot of feelings hurt on the show today. Wait, wait, wait Man. a minute. Who 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 absorbed on and wow wow Bowler Bowler who absorbed the personal shot in the last segment and just kept uh, well, on going me yeah yeah me I don't know yeah maybe okay yeah a little a little yeah Bowler what do you think when you walk into a store and you see people not wearing masks like uh, hey you know what uh, this isn't a big political issue let's just take care of each other how about that. I'll, that's perfectly said. And if you don't wear the mask, then you don't give a flying rip about anybody. Well, you, 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 I tell you what, with the news the last couple of days, I'm a little bit more on edge than I was, let's say, this time last week when we talked. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, Bowler, let's let's transition there a little bit because uh, Florida is another hot spot for the coronavirus, and that's exactly where the NBA is heading. But we've we've read about the bubble and the details that's going into it. Do they, have they taken uh, enough precautions to uh, alleviate some of those concerns in your mind? Well, uh, you know, on paper it sounds like a, a, a really detailed plan. But then again, the unknown that none of us can predict is always out there, Jake. I mean, in anything we do every day. And, you know, it's still a risk. And I think players and, and ownership, uh, everyone involved has to realize that. But also it's about, you know, 
financial gain and financial stability for all. And then, of course, how do you want to take the chance of going down there? You know, what is it now? Uh, Jokic can't. Uh, he, he's he's positive overseas in Serbia. Uh, Trevor Ariza decided on personal issues with visiting a son uh, that that won't participate. I mean, the numbers. I think tomorrow. What? Yeah, tomorrow is the deadline to alert uh, teams what your status will be, uh, whether or not you'll attend uh, the bubble in Orlando or not. So there may be a few more guys that will uh, make their their names known, and we'll go from there. But I'll tell you this: that when you really break it down and study it, it's an incredible commitment, mentally and physically, uh, and also for families that are involved. But you know, it's uh, and I know guys. Everyone, the other side of this argument is, well, look, it's okay. The guys make millions of dollars, but it doesn't take away the fact they're human. They still have fear, uh, they still have family to think of, and I get it. But you know what? They also have the option without punishment, as far as I understand. Still, they can give up eight paychecks if they want. And um, some are better financially able to do that than others uh, because we know what the pace the pace scale is from one to twelve on a on a team roster. Uh, so I, you know, I'm kind of at a point where I can't even predict or say much anymore because it has to happen right before we really get a good feel of Adam Silver's plan and the one that both the, uh, the the Board of Governors and the Players Association gave the thumbs up to. So I, I hope for the best because I want to play. I mean, I want to be involved in basketball. I want to call games. I'm trying not to be selfish, but it's just like everybody wants to work. But also it has to be under the right circumstance, and you just hope that it works out. Have you heard any whisper or any hint of any jazz player refusing to go? No, not a whisper, not a hint. Uh, you know, the, the the players, except for Bogdanovich, reportedly, uh, from what I understand through uh, the grapevine, is that uh, reported, uh, you know, yesterday, Bogey obviously won't uh, be with the team because of the wrist surgery. But, no, no indication that any of the Jazz will fall out or take the option not to participate. But then again, you've got a 24-hour period, and, a lot of things can happen in that in that uh, you know 24 hour time frame. But from all indications, uh, the Jazz are are back and preparing for that uh, that journey to Orlando. Craig Bullerjack is uh, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, we found out a detail today, Bowler, that there is going to be an insurance policy for career-ending injuries uh, at the bubble down there in Orlando, and that reportedly was kind of one of Donovan Mitchell's concerns. Yes. I, thought that was, I thought that was a big and probably not cheap step that the NBA took today. Well, I would totally agree. It was probably one of the final steps they had to agree with the Players Association, Jake, to make this thing really go. I mean, they haven't played since March, uh, the 11th of March, and now you're trying to get back into shape, maybe quicker than some want, uh, but yet they're giving them time, uh, in reality, about, what, five weeks or more to, 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 to get together, to go through testing, uh, to get on the floor, play some, you know, some scrimmages, and then you get back into alleged, you know, or semi-regular season play with those eight games. But you know what, though, I, I think I get it. But you know, there's a fear of career-ending injury every time you play, 
and you know ask a multitude of players i mean it, it can happen stepping off a sidewalk and popping an achilles i mean you just never know but you want to have the best opportunity you know i understand where, where donovan's going with this is in case something of this nature occurs in such an, a different time then these players are protected uh in, in case you know they, they can't come back and play uh, you know, a career-ending injury in these days have to be very serious because of the great technology surgically to put Achilles and ACLs back together. And you've seen some players make some uh, incredible, you know, recoveries from those. I mean, I didn't think Paul George would play, to be honest with you. I haven't seen KD yet play. But yet, again, with the therapies and the surgical procedures they have today, um, most guys have an opportunity at least to come back. Paul, well, we're speaking of Donovan. What did you what do you make of his uh, more vocal position on social issues? And uh, do you see this as leadership on his part? You know, you wrote a I thought a very strong, poignant to the point column uh, on uh, was it posted I think in the paper this morning or it was online when I read it last night. And you know, I it's 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 to the point, Gordon. Uh, I'm not blowing smoke your way we've been friends for too long but yet i thought it was a very poignant to the point uh commentary by you um, i think the state needs that type of leadership from a player uh that's willing to put himself out there and even take the criticism that he's he's made known that he's taken he's lost followers i've lost followers on twitter i'm sure jake i'm not sure where you are on that and you know uh, Austin and Gordo, but you know what? Everybody has a different opinion. But you know what? I respect his voice, and I think that's the most important thing. I'm still in that mode of listening and learning, and I've learned a lot from Donovan just by what he's trying to say uh, to the fans, not only in Utah but around the NBA. I mean, this message is just not Salt Lake, even though I know we all have to listen, and we should. Uh, but it's also throughout the country that these messages are being sent out to, and hopefully you know, people are listening and learning. Yeah, and Bowler, I really appreciated Ed Davis's words when he gave that interview to, to Hoops Hype, which I think was either last week or, or a couple of weeks ago, that you know you, you can voice your opinion. It's important to voice your opinion. You don't have to be a distraction. You can be a, a part of it. And this NBA situation is going to get a lot of exposure. There will be a lot of chance to, to get your message out. And I'm, I'm with you both. I, I like that Donovan's expressing his opinion, and he can be a leader on this issue in this community. And I, I I like that. I'm with you both on that. What do, what do you both think about this? Because we've all been in this business, you know, for quite a while and, you know, salty veterans or what have you. But, you know, when I first started, sports was just basically sport. And the talk was nothing but the game. And I think fans sometimes, in fact, I think now it's even more so and the anger becomes even at a higher level with social media. Don't you believe that because many believe they cannot be political, but this has become political for the world of sports. And I didn't think it would ever come to this personally when I first got into the business. But in reality, we started seeing, you know, drug abuse and we saw domestic issues among some athletes. And now we get into Black Lives Matters right in the middle of a of a of, of COVID nineteen and the pandemic. I mean, there's a multitude of things here. 
that that man i never thought i would cover is my point and i think the social media part of it on twitter can anger fans who just want to be entertained and not have to worry about the political part of the game and the individuals who play i mean is that part of the problem here that we're dealing with i i just i i think players have become more they they can communicate more easily with people via social media. They they have these opinions because uh, there's so much going on in the world, and maybe something has always been going on in the world, and 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 we haven't heard those voices as uh, as clearly as we hear them now. Uh, but I I for one believe that. Uh, these athletes and coaches and others can have a, have a real positive effect on the world around them because of their high-profile positions. And I would never tell any of them not to express their opinions. Bowler, whether they agree with me or you or Jake or yeah. whoever, you know, it's, 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 a, it's healthy to discuss these things as long as they can be discussed in a manner that isn't destructive. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, Jake, the point I was trying to make is exactly that. I think we were in a position in a time where those voices weren't heard and that everybody just said, keep politics out of sports. You can't do that now. And I think that's the, that's the issue. And, and, I, and for me and for fans, as, as we need to listen, and that's what I've been doing. And also I think, you know, you cannot become so, in, I guess, enraged that a player – uh, wants to speak about his life the way that uh, he's been treated throughout his career. And money doesn't really, for me, it, it just, you've got to put that aside. You know, the, 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 the salaries that are, yes, astronomical, but yet they're, they're an athlete that with incredible skills and obviously bode well for, for teams and the way that, you know, fans on a nightly basis spend money for jerseys, concessions, and, and ticket sales, etc. It's a very complicated issue. But in reality, the voices want to be heard, and that's what's happening now. Bowler, is there a, a question or a storyline with this Jazz team you're most looking forward to being answered or most curious about? Well, there's one that jumps out first, Mike Conley, and how he responds to ball handling without Bogdanovich. And has he really found the comfort zone and the understanding of the Quinn Snyder system running alongside Donovan Mitchell? Because, you know, as we all have talked about in Memphis, he was a pick-and-pop guy with, uh, with Gasol, Mark Gasol, and now he comes to a team where multiple guys, including Joe Ingles, handles the ball on multiple occasions up and down the floor. So I think I, – I, and plus he's healthy as far as we know. I think he feels good about himself. He won the horse competition – Look, that may not sound like a big deal, but for me, I thought it was a, a, a great thing for Conley to be out there, uh, you know, front and foremost representing the Jazz. And I hope it brings him confidence, and I think he's healthy. And I think, again, working with Quinn via Zoom and looking at film, uh, Jake, I think he's got to be really the trigger guy to help offensively. I think he'll – He'll take more shots. The Jazz need those shots to go in, mid-range or threes. And the other storyline probably is, again, Joe back as a starter. He'll get more looks uh, taking those shots that Bogdanovich would have taken, um, you know, in that rotation. 
and also just how the Jazz are going to run the second unit if Conley still plays minutes with Jordan Clarkson. Uh, all those things come into play. Does Moutier get a couple looks more than he did, uh, you know, after the first of the year? And, of course, Royce O'Neal and his ability to, to produce from the three-point line and George Niang. You know, guys, is this going to be a three-point shootout in these, in these eight games in the playoffs? Or teams gonna, is it going to be green light? Uh, or is it going to be more defensive-minded as well? That's something that intrigues me, too, of how well these players are in shape who's going to be able to run better than other teams and wear other teams out, and who's really more focused, you know, along this uh, potentially 40- to 70-day venture, you know, in, in Orlando. That's an, I should say. that's an interesting question, Bowler, because we were talking with Chris Mannix uh, the other day, yesterday, and he was saying that he thinks the three-point shots will be less efficient than they were earlier when, when teams have been playing. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's true or not, but if it is, then that would that would hurt teams who like to like to pop it from long range. The heave ho game, yeah, it really yeah. would. That that includes the Damian Lillards and the uh, you know CJ McCollum's who are trying to you know find their way into an eighth spot or above. Um, and if that three ball doesn't go in, and for the Jazz, I mean the mid range game. I know analytics people, you know spin their heads around when you talk about the two-point shot, but it still has effective. It still is a, it's, it's two. I know it's not three. And, of course, Rudy's rim, you know, his game at the rim um, is obviously going to be important as well. And I don't know, Jake and, and Gordon, just how quick do they come together? I mean, you know, when Conley joined the team, we all said it takes time to get on the same page. I think that was used to, through the first 20 to 25 games. In all reality, the best team that's going to hit the floor running has the best opportunity to pull off that first-round upset and beyond, right? And I think that's the other part that intrigues me so much when we call these games is to see who really is connected and who, who decided to come together and take this, this uh, again, adventure uh, seriously and are really going to be engaged to win a championship. Uh, others may be looking ahead just to say, okay, uh, it is what it is. I want to get home. I want to be safe. And I can get that too. But who's going to lead and who's going to say, follow me and let's get this job done and hopefully stay safe in the, in the meantime. But scary proposition. There's no doubt. And it's, uh, I think we're going to maybe see a surprise winner by, by the time October rolls around. Well, it's getting closer, Bowler. I think we're all uh, excited to, to see a little NBA basketball again. Yeah, less than 30 days, man, and uh, there's a lot a lot of things to do between now and then. Boy, a lot of testing, uh, getting to Orlando, setting up the bubble, Jake. I can't imagine being inside of it. Um, we're going to be on the outside looking in, right? But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be there uh, the entire journey. Uh, I'd love to be there. I don't know if I could handle the 70 days, uh, to be honest, but it's it's going to be a, a, a huge challenge. And uh, I hope fans uh, will understand. It may take a, a little bit of a jump start to get this thing back in gear, but these guys are all pros and uh, extremely talented. It's going to be, uh, I think, quite a ride. I really do. Well, we appreciate you, Bowler. Thanks for jumping on. Hey, guys, thanks. We'll talk soon. Take care of yourselves. Back at you, Bowler.
the one and only Craig Bowlerjack with us on uh, the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of questions, but uh, we're going to get our answers here pretty quick. And I, I think the NBA is being responsible in the ramp up to the uh, to, to the games. I, 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 there's no foolproof way to prepare these guys, especially guys that haven't had an opportunity to be active. But I assume most of them are young enough to be able to get back in shape over the course of a month. Jake, uh, that, that just seems... That seems reasonable, doesn't it? It does. I, I I think so. In fact, I've been pretty comfortable with the time frame they've operated under. And yeah, I think the NBA, for the most part, has has handled this just fine. Yeah. So, boy, wouldn't that be horrible to see someone get injured in practice or in in these uh, or double ping pong eight games? Yeah. <laughs> Got to take every precaution, Jake. Every precaution. I'm sorry. It, Have it you just, ever been hurt playing ping pong? Uh, no, but our good friend Ryan Hatch, I watched him blow out his elbow playing ping pong once. He blew out his elbow? Yeah, he tore like, I don't know what he tore. He tore a ligament or something in his elbow. He had like a bad case of tennis elbow and then decided to play ping pong and it, it gave way. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, he must have been really serious about it, uh, winning that, uh, that ping pong game. Oh, Hatch was a great ping pong player. Uh, Gordon, you were a good ping pong player. I, I dare say Hatch was a bit better than you, maybe maybe not now, but back in his day, he was, he was really good. What do you mean back in his day? How about back in my day? Okay, but I haven't seen you back in your day. I've seen you currently, and you're a fine ping pong player. You haven't, you haven't seen me. Uh, you, you didn't, uh, it's hard to judge unless you go face-to-face. We've whacked the ping-pong ball around before. That's how I know you're a good ping-pong player. We've played. Don't you remember? When was that, by the way? Oh, it was at a remote. What remote was it where they had a ping-pong table? And you and I played during the break. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was pretty good back in my day, and I'm not as good now as I was. But uh, I grew up playing ping pong. Man, we had a ping pong table at the house, and I used to play all the time. I feel pretty confident I'd get you in foosball, though. Uh, I don't know. I was pretty good at that, too. Any hand-eye coordination thing I was good at. but uh, Honk. I, Where's the honks on that? No, I, I'm not just saying that I was better than you. I don't, I don't know. We would only know if we... Actually, no, you just said, uh, you no, know, I was good at anything that requires hand eye coordination. Well, there were many <laughs> things that I wasn't so good at, so <laughs> whatever. All right, stay tuned. We'll get to uh, drop of the day coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone. Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. All right, Gordo, big important step today with the NBA, and it's uh, advancing to returning. Uh, the NBA and the NBA PA finalized terms of the revised CBA for the Orlando restart. It's basically all the all the details that we learned about last week. We did learn an additional one, though. The NBA and NBA PA have agreed to put into place an enhanced insurance plan for players in Orlando that will cover career-ending injuries related to COVID-19 or conventional basketball injuries. Uh, the uh, policy, the group policy, would cover players for several million dollars. I think that was actually that's that's a grand gesture, Gordon. On the NBA's yeah 
And yeah, I think so too. And I don't know how much that cost, but it probably was an expensive thing to incorporate in. But you know, you got to protect the players, and you got to make the players feel comfortable uh, getting back at it. Nuggets uh, All-Star Nikola Jokic has tested positive for the coronavirus in Serbia, meaning his return to the United States to rejoin his team has been temporarily delayed. And that is another back to basketball update brought to you by our good friends at Zions Bank. 